0: Welcome back to Bruise with the Homies. This is your host Bruise with D Bro. On this episode, it's just gonna be the three of us. It's gonna be me, of course, and then it's gonna be Bruise with JB and Bruise with Heron. How's it going, or Heron Bruise? I always get your name Oh yeah, right, so. I
1: know. I I have to be difficult. I'm sorry. <laughs> no,
0: it, it's okay. So on this episode, we kind of got some. We got a lot of things happened since the last time we recorded mm-hmm. modern times the big announcement from them of some closures we got some new beer there's a new event that we're working on so there's there's a lot of things to cover in this episode and then possibly talking about a little bit of the golden nights mm-hmm.
2: after we'll see but how you guys doing fellas pretty good it was a successful day um Had some fun golfing, did some productive work, got some things set up for work. So excited about that. For beer-wise, we're excited for this episode on a couple different ones. We're doing a sour IPA that's 10%. We're going to do a monkish double IPA, and we're also going to do a stout. So, look at the head on that pour. Nice. Did, did, did a solid oh, job. So, so, JB, what's the first
0: beer we're getting into?
2: Actually, let's let Heron brews. I always steal the thunder in announcing the first one. So this one. He got. All
1: okay. right. So, this thing is called a black parrot and an orangutan. That's interesting. Uh, Nelson Savin and Kashmir with, uh, I guess it's a sour triple IPA. So, I'm... Curious about this. Sour IPAs are always fun. This is a big one. Triple. Yeah. Like okay. So
2: it should be fun. It's from Hot Butcher. Ooh, interesting. cheers canard. I just now
1: saw
0: that.
2: It is a orangutan
1: on there. Ooh. Oh,
0: speaking about blackbirds and birds, did you see what happened in Mexico? No. So, I guess there was a flock of birds just flying in Mexico, and then hundreds of them just fell out of the sky and died. No. I mean, they got it on video. It's crazy.
1: That's weird.
2: So, JB, what's the aroma that you get off of this beer? I don't know. It So, it really reminds me, and I know I go back to this a lot, but like that 8-bit sour. Like, when they do those sour IPAs, we've had some big ones from them, 8 9%. So kind of smells like a sour kind of get a little hoppiness coming through but for the aroma i enjoy it but the taste though when i get that first taste get that little bit of sour on the front but then as you drink it let it sit on your palate and then when you go to enjoy it you kind of get that full circle get yeah a little bit of sour a little bit of hops and for 10 percent, i i would be Lucky to guess that. If it was a blind taste test, I would maybe put it at about 6, maybe 7 at the highest. It's super smooth. I wouldn't guess a 10 right off the bat. I
1: gotcha. I gotcha. Heron, what do you think? Definitely super smooth. Kind of, uh, not, not thin in a bad way, but like not very thick or doesn't have a big body. Um, cool enough on this can, it says tasting notes, white grapes, candied lemon, uh, juicy tropical i definitely get kind of like a candied lemon kind of feel on that like that's super cool
0: yeah i get that um the white grape taste to it it's like that very beginning you get like the little like white wine taste yeah like that like sweetness of of it like
2: candy sweet yeah yeah so like that's the one thing i kind of picked up on I didn't even know that was on the can, so like I'm glad I kind of picked that one up. (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of cool to have the little tasting notes on there just so people kind of know what to expect or after they have it, they can kind of compare and see, okay, now I could put the two together. It's always great to taste the beer and the flavors and be able to pair it and be like, okay, that's why I'm tasting this.
0: Okay, so my question is, if you guys are doing a sharing and you got new people to it, is this one
2: of the beers you bring out to share with everybody? Yeah, I think it would be such a cool one to kind of just break out and be like, hey, uh, sour at 10%, and it has that kind of sour IPA feel, so it's not fruited sour, it's not just a basic IPA, you get a lot of attention and draw from this, I think it's a great beer. Rating-wise, I'd probably keep it at about just a four, I mean, I think it does what it's trying to do very well, but I wouldn't go to the realm of like, wow. Just wowed me too. I'm like that flavor. I need to have again, or I'm gonna go and like buy a shit ton of these.
0: Yeah, I I agree on that one. Heron, what do you think?
1: Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't buy like a four pack of this, but it is a really good beer. Like this is I, just like
0: one like a one off that's really good. And then, then like if later on in time, if it's there, you're like, okay, yeah, that was good. Yeah, I'll I'll have I, that again. I
1: enjoy this. I would share it again. Maybe like I don't know, once a month. Maybe or once every quarter. It's one of those things where I have to share, and then I won't have it like you know every week or or any frequency because sours are are pretty tough. I don't know, sours are tough.
2: And it's fun. Like if you get a group of drinking buddies, you could split it and be like, "Hey, you want two cans?" I I get get two cans, and it makes it a lot easier to handle instead of taking full four packs. So, Dustin or D Bro, my question for you. I know we had in our group chat about the modern times thing. You see that, you read the article. What do you think? What's going on in your head? Because, so to me. We talked about them a little bit in the past. So, for a little background story, what would you say, like a
0: year ago, year and a half ago, they had the whole. Um, like, sexual
2: harassment. Sexual harassment and, going and everything
0: going on with it. And they kind of addressed it. And, but like you never really heard anything from that. And Modern Times announced on Monday that they were closing a whole bunch of locations and downsizing. the half of them. Yep. Yeah, they were downsizing. Um, To me, I mean... We haven't had a good Modern Times beer in a while. So, like, for us, I feel like we've been out of Modern Times for a while now. So, like, then downsizing doesn't really affect us in In a way. way. Um, I do have to say, though, uh, it does suck to see a local or, like, a craft beer place kind of go down like that. I do understand where they're coming from. Like, they don't want to be completely out of business, but like they're downsizing but I just think the writing's on the wall. I feel like a buyout's coming and I feel like Modern Times might be a little bit different the next time we go.
2: Yeah, so it's like the whole evolution of what happened, right? You know, that CEO just terrible things, promotions of people that had these claims and treating people terribly and it just went on way too long. Way too many people experienced it and nothing was done so to turn that around is such a hard thing in itself to make up like you really can't fully make up for that but at least being employee owned taking the right steps and going in the direction of cleaning everything up and making sure it's a positive place for everyone to work experience beer that's tough in itself yeah but hey covid everything that's happened having these locations they had you know the whole distribution being able to distribute across the whole us everyone was able to get a modern times so that was kind of going back to what you said and saying like we haven't had a great one in a while because unless you were living by a location that did their program or like their membership the modern times league you wouldn't be able to get some of their best beer and they're only focusing on that and yeah, we weren't no. seeing a lot of like specialty beers at their location some of them would have really good stuff and then another location wouldn't so that really affected them and that's the only issue of getting like too big and only focusing on these main lines can can
0: I yeah. I'm gonna chime in on here yeah it kind of reminds me of like how you described what happened with uh, ballast Point yes and like we saw Gabby and I saw modern times at Costco yeah. and we're like oh man they're at Costco yeah. like to me, I'm just like, okay, now they're more catering to the occasional, like, drinker and not more towards, like, the people that are, like, have been supporting them. Yeah. And to me, like, this doesn't really affect us because we don't we don't get any of their stuff anymore. Yeah,
2: if it would be different if they were making really good stuff and pushing that distribution to the West Coast. Like, we're making these good beers. We're going to make sure all these people can have it or allowing... Good beer to be going out and not to say their beer isn't good like a lot of their main lines were very decent very good introduction to beer but that was kind of the issue and hopefully by not closing all the locations keeping their most popular locations they could do a good job of revamping and finding a way to keep the good employees that they have and move forward from this and this is kind of alluding to what we'll talk about next is big beer versus independent craft beer and how those mesh together and kind of the pros cons and our opinions on it. So Heron, we'll give you the floor before we move on to that next one.
1: Yeah, so Modern Times, I mean, I think it was the first beer, or first craft beer that I bought. And it was the the Black House, just regular Black House, not Nitro. It, It was a really good, it was my favorite beer for a long time. And then I started just trying more stuff going to, you know, Total Wine and having fun just perusing whatever they got and bringing some home and being like wow try this or what in the world is going on but yeah i mean i i don't know modern times is also kind of like out of the way when we do go to san diego it's not always convenient their locations are i don't know they're just somewhere that we're not ever
2: yeah because like we always like plan around it's kind of a little bit out of the way so not being a modern times member and being able to have to pick up like the Stouts or some of their really good releases, then we're like, is it worth it to go there? We've been disappointed a few times, so we'd rather go to X, Y, and Z, like Pure Project, North Park, and these other places along the way. So that's kind of what gets you in that like, debate. Once you're having such good beer, who do you support? Who are you going to go with? And X, Y, and Z. Yeah,
0: I, I agree with you on all those points. Let's, let's go on to the next beer. Yep. So, the next beer is by Monkish. It's uh, how, how, how would you describe this before I give the title? So, like, there it's Citra with Galaxy Hops, yes. it's a double IPA and it's a uh, bathe mm. in bass lines. Yes. And, like, for me a, as a bass head, like, I was like, oh, I gotta get this. Yeah. So, I've already had this one, and I don't think the boys have. Have you guys had any?
2: I don't think we've
1: had this one. I don't think so, Now.
0: Yeah. All right, so when I first had this, there was a shit ton of sediment at the bottom. Okay. So I'm curious to see what you guys think because I did think that was delicious but i do think it should have sat like a little bit longer so yeah. now that it's sat like a extra what two weeks now yeah i think it's going to be good so I'll, i'm curious to see what you guys think
2: yeah and i'm rolling it right now since you said the sediment thing try to get everything yeah, mixed cause up it, a little bit. so jb kind of like we've never really talked about why we roll the beer so yeah. like let's kind of get into that so why yeah. are you rolling the ipa just because like you said sediment like you know you want to get everything mixed in there and just make sure that it's just not all stuck at the bottom. That's why we've used the physics so many times, right? Like, we'll crack open a beer, put it through the physics. That way, all the sediment, everything gets mixed up and it's a perfect pour. Just roll the can, kind of get everything good to go. Yeah. You know, that's pretty much the only reason why there's not I do much more to that. That, that's true I mean
0: we also also when it comes down to like the huge slushy beers we yeah. like to turn them upside down so the sediment at the bottom can work its way through the beer and like it's just little tips and tricks that we've learned from going to like beer zombies going to other people's bottle shares and we like ask the questions of like hey why do you do these things and they're like oh it actually helps the beer it actually helps the flavoring and everything else from there so these are like some of the tips and tricks that we learned from going from beer zombies and talking with guys like um, Matt and Ryan and Vinny. Yeah, Vinny, can't Andrew, forget
2: Vinny. all those guys. So, yeah, but just make sure, you know, when you get into the fruited sour stuff and anything like that, just make sure not to, don't like shake it up too much or yeah, like roll it too aggressively. Because we've had a couple that have sh-
0: exploded on us. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the first time when the first can exploded on us. And, oh, yeah. That yeah. was a
2: whole thing with 450. They canned one that was a little too aggressive. It was a little active. And you open that, a lot of people had the issue. And I remember telling Dustin, like, oh, all right, let's open it in the sink. And that thing was a geyser, man. That was like, shh, got it on the ceiling. Everything We're like, oh, shit. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, we
0: another time. Oh, uh, yeah, with- the pad. <laughs> We uh so my girlfriend Gabby she loves 450 and she's like, Oh, I'll shotgun a 450, and we're like, Bullshit. Let me see. So we actually I still had the video on my phone. Yeah. So I go ahead and get this can all set up. And when I get it all set up, I freaking and it just exploded. Yeah. When I say it exploded, it got
2: on the ceiling, it got on the classes, got on the grill, got on everything. Yeah, that patio was covered. But still, it's like, even though it exploded, it still had like 75% in there, yeah. so she definitely downed she it. She downed it.
0: Downed I was it. proud of her.
2: Uh, cheers to And this, bathe and baseline And then after we talk about this one, we'll jump into big beer
1: versus craft beer, independent craft beer. Alright, fellas, tell me what you think. Tell um, me what you think. On the aroma, it's like kind of exotic to me. What kind of hops were in here again? It citra was and citra and galaxy. and galaxy. Citra and galaxy. So
0: I'm going to tell you right now, this tastes a lot different from when I had it the first time.
2: Yeah, because sometimes with Monkish, you like to let them sit. Like, oh, and I had the Adios Ghost, a very popular beer. If you want to look it up, it's one of their highly rated beers. And when I first had it, when it first came out, I was like, it's a little hot, a little hot burn, a little green. And, but two weeks, I was like, it's going to be perfect. And I had it two weeks out, it was perfect. So sometimes you just have to let it kind of die down gonna let it smooth out a bit but no this one tastes great
0: so i'm gonna kind of give you when i first had this the flavor profile was like bam like like really loud really strong now that it's sat, it is a lot more calm and it still has the
2: flavor to it but it's a lot lot more calm so it's like a good mix like i'm getting like a little bit of like what they call like earthy little hoppy notes but also at the same time tangerine like, when you bite into, like, a little bit of a bitter tangerine, get a little sweetness, but then you get that kind of sour of the tangerine, kind of getting that. So you kind of get your fruit flavors, little hoppy flavors. It's a good balance. I mean, definitely a mid- to high-level Monkish. Not going to be, like, one of their bangers,
1: but still like, delicious I to I need enjoy.
0: this times 12. Yeah. Well, Heron, what, what are you thinking? What are you thinking? What are you getting?
1: This is, uh... This IPA even though it's a hazy one, it gives me more bitterness than a lot of hazy. This is probably one of the more bitter hazies, but like it's a it's a nice, it's a clean, it's an inviting bitterness.
2: Yeah. That's not like overwhelming or like off-putting bitterness. It's kind of enjoyable.
1: Yeah, cuz you got the sweetness in there from the hops as well and then yeah, just I don't know, everything it's it's kind of I don't know, it's kind of crispy in a way where it's just I don't know. It's citrusy, so the citrus kind of like quenches your thirst. Yeah, I already killed
2: the taste of that quenching the thirst. I I love Quenching the thirst. I like that. what would you rate this, Dustin? Because I heard you say you would take like 12 of these, so I'm expecting a pretty high rating.
0: To be honest with you, I'm gonna... When I first rated this, I rated it like a 4.7, right? Okay. Now, I kind of rated it a 4.3. Now that I let it sit. Like so it went down, it went down, okay. but I just missed the flavor of like the big punch that it had when I first had it. Because I shared this with Jordan, we had okay. Jordan before on the pod, and Jordan yes. was like, "Holy cow, this is amazing!" And I, when I first, I first had it, and I was like, oh, "Okay, yeah, this is amazing." But now that like I've waited a second, I'm like, I I, I want to retract the the twelve. I want twelve packs of this. I'm gonna retract it and say this is one that. Like Heron said, share every quarter, you know?
1: Share every quarter. Yeah, every
0: quarter. I feel like this is one that, like, you can get somebody on and people are going to enjoy, but I want to take back my statement of 12-packs to every quarter. Because if I had 12-packs of this, I would be, Hey, Joseph, you want a four-pack? Hey, Heron, you want a four-pack? Yeah. (laughs) It's not, like I said, it's not a bad beer, and... This is a delicious beer. It's just my flavor, or my flavor, my taste profile's a little bit different now. I'm just like, ah, not really. So, big beer versus craft beer, Mm -hmm. or independent.
2: Mm -hmm. Heron? Let you start.
1: We're gonna
0: let you take the floor on this. What do you think?
1: So, it does cloud my mind. I'm like, okay, is, you know, when I buy beer... What is it contributing to? Because beer is a business. Yes. It gives people money to earn a living. How much of it, you know, is going to a CEO and what does the CEO do? Do they, you know, have a family or whatever? Rather than, you know, with bigger beer, it's kind of like more bureaucratic in a way. It's kind of like a government, you know? People are like, oh, no, I don't like government. I don't like taxes, this and that, you know? Not getting political, we're just like okay, bigger business versus smaller businesses. There's been a big push towards smaller business uh, yes, in the last decade, I believe. That's when it really shot up. Small business is important. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. So when I go to Ballast Point, I'm like, okay, you know, I know I can have these beers usually year round. Same with the uh, Golden Road. And, and stuff like that. Stone, funny enough, it's, it's not big beer. It's, it's still independent, but they're pretty big. I, I, haven't, I haven't gone there. It's kind of like the Modern Times thing. When they get so big and you're just like, okay, it's almost unwieldy. And you're yeah. like, do I, what, what do I like from there? Is it special? Like I don't, I don't feel like it's special. Where if I go to Monkish, I'm like, ooh. Even if with their two locations, they still feel like a little local, local business. Yeah, right?
2: exclusivity and stuff. So this is what we're bringing up. Can they coexist? What's going to be the tipping point? How do you support? It's kind of like each individual person has their own kind of um, beliefs on it. And I think that's cool so we could get all three of ours. I agree with Parent, But the thing is what's kind of cool about Golden Road, when I was talking about in other of our podcasts, when I visited there, they had a man, lot of...
0: Go-Kart Michelada. I'm, oh, yeah, I'm still down. I'm still trying. I'm down trying. It. It I haven't gotten it yet. No, yeah. oh,
1: man. We'll have one Ed. This week, yeah, this Saturday, we gotta, right? Have to. Yeah, yeah, Saturday yeah. we'll do
2: it. it. Oh hell yes! Yeah,
1: because <laughs> Golden Road,
2: even though they have the mango car and their main lines, they did a lot of specialty beer, a lot of interesting flavors and stuff that you can only get there. And I know Stone does that too, because my parents went there and they had a lot of good specialty, like like experimental stuff. Yeah. So it's cool when breweries do that. Ballast Point, I know they went through a buyout. And they resold, and they went through another thing. So there's a lot of back and forth. But when it comes to for me, big beer versus independent craft beer, it's like what Heron was saying: who are we supporting, who are we giving our money to. And yes, craft beer. I think as you market it and how you go into getting your audience to come through and spend that money is talking about what makes it better. What's the experience? What's giving you that extra benefit for your dollar? Who are you supporting? What causes Pure Project? Donating, doing environmental cleanup. You know, there's a lot of great things going on. Craft uh, House doing the um, charity can and for different types of charities and charity events. So, how do your small businesses that you support support local, support charity? Whereas a big business, when they go buy a company and they're like, oh, we're going to take craft beer because it's popular right now and I want to make a bunch of money off it but we're going to cut the ingredients we're going to use our large buying power to cut the price but craft beer was never about price if you look at the history it's craft beer is about the quality the effort the people that you're meeting the supporting the small business so for me that's kind of the argument and I like supporting the smaller guys and the people that are giving back and Meeting them face-to-face and supporting them directly.
0: So I got a little bit of stronger opinion on this. Yep. So my strong-ass opinion on this is when I go to a hockey game, would I love a craft beer? Yeah. Yes, I would. But is my quality of craft beer going to go down because they got to make 100,000 of these cans? Yeah. That's my question. Now, when you go to a hockey game, what do you see the most of? You see all the domestics and yeah. all that stuff, right? You can get a course on one side, and on the other side, it tastes the fucking same, right? Mm-hmm. So my question is: if a craft beer can get to that point to where they can make a hundred thousand of it, right, mm-hmm. and it tastes the same, I'm all game for it, right? that's where the mango cart comes in yes they're still big a little big business right yeah. but they still do these one-offs right when yeah. you do at their actual location yeah. yeah at their actual location but when you go out to these locations of like sporting events or just to a local bar that beer is still going to taste the same the issue is, is with craft beer that I feel like what I like the most about it is, is the freshness of it, right? They brew it, and once they are done brewing it, it's handled and taken care of. It's not going on a big-ass box truck that's not air-conditioned or coolered or anything like that, right? So from that point, from being brewed to the brewery to cans to distribution, that's what makes craft beer so much better, Right? With these big companies, they figured out how to brew something, make it taste the same, transport it, and when it's even hot, cold, whatever the fuck it is, it still tastes the fucking same when we get it, right? There's every once in a while you'll get an off one where you're just like, fuck. But with crap beer, there's more of those scenarios where you get something and you're like, Oh fuck, this is horrible. You uh this past year with 8-bit or was it monkish when you got that shipment of the beer that was just absolutely
2: oh yeah, terrible. It was an 8-bit one yeah, because you don't know if it was like cold properly yeah, or like if someone shipped it to you. So there's always these factors, right? So it's yeah. hard because they're using such like fresh ingredients or you know, better ingredients. But the canning process has gone better and yeah, it's of helping course. that but I get what you're saying, but the argument is, while well, these brewers are using more um, they, higher quality stuff, so refresher stuff. So they're able to
0: do foods. that yeah. because of their audience. They're yeah. able to – they know their audience out here. Beer yeah. Zombies is a perfect example yeah. of this, right? Out here in Vegas They know what people In Vegas like So they always bring in The beer That people like They always brew beers That people like Like companies like Budweiser Mm. Coors Um but like when they drop these seltzers, I mean, you saw, of course, they dropped a seltzer. Now there's no such thing as a core seltzer anymore. Yeah, so they're now, like chasing the so game. Trying they're to trying play. to chase the game. And when they do something like that big, they have to produce mass amounts of it, yeah. right? Where a local brewery can just go, hey, we're going to do one batch and we're going to we're going to put it on a keg and do it for a special event. And fuck, if it likes it, then we're going to be able to sell the cans that we want to. Yeah. So they're able to take those risks because their risk versus uh, – like their yeah. risk of reward and yeah. everything is a lot smaller
2: because they still have the other beers. It's just, yeah. oh, that one's not that great. Yeah, right? so that's the whole game too, right? Like a big company could take a massive hit whereas a small company, they could take chances but at the same time like – you have to be very strategic about yeah, it. Yeah, exactly.
0: And, and that's why, like, when we go out to bars, it's not to a PT's, it's not to a yeah. David Buster's, it's not to all these other places, it's to a craft beer spot. Yeah. Because we know at the craft beer spot what we're getting is fresh. We know yeah. what. what is going to be there. We yeah. know the flavors that are in there and know that we're going to get something different than what all these big box companies have been doing for yeah. so long. So that's why I love going to these craft beer places. Yeah. I always will choose the independent yeah. over the big one unless if we go to a fucking hockey game. game or something. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Unless they are somehow are able and hopefully it gets to that point where they're supporting local breweries and local breweries could be like, yeah, we'll give you a keg for this event or we'll yeah. do this.
0: There's actually a brewery that does that for the Portland Trailblazers. Um, they have their own local craft beer spot inside I the think the, facility. I saw the
2: Kraken have um like a a little spot mm-hmm. for a craft, yeah, craft
0: beer the Kraken just did that in their brand new stadium I, I want to go check it out it looks pretty cool but when it comes down to independent I feel like our benefits and what we like is more mm-hmm. towards the independent side yeah. versus the big box companies you know
2: yeah so enough of this kind of talk. Yeah. Here. Cause we'll definitely hit this another time yeah. as we learn more because, Hey, we're still learning. That's our goal to learn, have these conversations. And so if we make any mistakes or you're like, Hey, I know this, Hey, Shoot us an email, hit us up on social media. The more we can learn about this, be educated, and so And we awesome. will
0: correct ourselves. Please. Yeah,
2: and we'll and it'll give us more talking points. So, yep. always appreciate you guys, but hey, let's hit this last one. I want to open it. Okay. I Here just want to look at it and open it. I got a new bottle opener. Oh, yeah, I'm going to
0: try the new bottle opener. My parents got this when they're in uh, Colorado. Oh, nice. So, I was like... It fits in your wallet, huh? It's like that card yep. shape. Yep. Yeah, because I lost my Coors one. Oh, damn. So, this... I replaced go. it. Heron, go ahead and introduce that bad boy.
1: Alright, so a whole ass coconut. Coffee series. Oh yeah, coffee. Yeah. Uh Ride chocolate stout with coconut coffee and vanilla. More vanilla, 12%. 12 ounce bottle. Yeah.
0: Can nice. I can I tell you the the bottle art reminds me of the Monopoly guy. <laughs> like a, a bit like a real
2: oh, so, Yeah, with the little monocle thing. Yeah. And then it's like Indiana Jones where he's like swapping the yeah. the, the hop. Think? Yeah, it's uh well I think it's a coconut with a rock, but the scene in Indiana Jones where he's swapping yeah. the things, yep. Yeah. So here Let's I'll pour go. Go
0: ahead, J B, go ahead and get it poured. So For you guys that are listening to this locally here in Las Vegas, uh, we got a cool event that's gonna get announced next week on the podcast. It's actually gonna be something super cool that's gonna be happening in March. We're not gonna give away too much yet, so you gotta tune into next week's episode. And we got a big event to announce that we're gonna be a part of. Yeah.
2: So I'm excited. Yes. It's awesome. It'll be a fun little event, and we'll definitely give more details. On uh, um, next week's episode. Alright, so fellas, let's get a good sniff
0: in. I want to dissect this one just a little bit. This one's so,
1: chocolatey. Oh, yeah,
0: right off the nose. Okay, so do you guys smell any of the coconut? Or do you just smell straight chocolate?
2: That's funny. I get it, yeah. That Coconuts don't chocolate. really smell. It's yeah, yeah, really hard to get like a yeah, coconut okay. smell. Well, let's, Here, let's, try let's go Cheers. ahead. Let's yeah. get a taste in. That's weird because it says coffee, but I get huge like chocolate aroma.
1: All Alrighty,
2: Aaron, Ooh,
1: what's that's... the first impression? I, I get I get like a nice, darker kind of bitter. Still smooth though, uh, chocolate. Oh because... yeah, it's like biting
2: into like a nice dark chocolate, smooth, but that bitterness. Don't really get much coffee, maybe on the after. Like, I get, like, the bitterness of a coffee. The more it's, it's on my palate,
0: the more first. the coffee taste I get. Yeah, I think, like, because uh, it's oh, starting yeah. to hit me, too. Kind of like, like espresso more... beans. In yeah. like and, really... and it's weird because I wasn't getting any of the coffee flavor until you said, oh, I'm not getting any coffee flavor. And I was yeah. like,
2: oh, It's, bro, like, hitting at it, the end, oh, yeah,
0: bitterness. Oh, it's on my palate. Oh, oh, man, Joseph, no, don't, 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 don't say that. <laughs> yeah. Because right there at the end, you definitely do get it. Um, for me, for not being a huge coffee guy, I kind of like this. The the how smooth it is, the the dark chocolate flavor. You get very little bit of hint of coconut in there, just a just a yeah, little yeah.
2: bit. Uh, I think that's what keeps it so sweet or like the chocolate
1: I think it's like I think it adds to the mouthfeel so like yeah. the smoothness cause it's got like a pretty nice body it's not the thickest one but no, it's got but like kind of like a very silky body to it and I love it yeah nice. I think this is from Listerman Brewing yeah Listerman yeah. Brewing yeah.
2: I, I had in the Cincinnati, bottle in Cincinnati,
0: Ohio yeah. Oh, Cincinnati ooh oh. It sounds like I might have to go stop out there when I'm out there for last
1: land. Oh, yeah, that'd be a
0: cool spot to check out. Man, because we're staying there an extra day,
2: so we have a full day to just do whatever. So I
0: think, that's, awesome. I think that's what I'm going to do next.
2: Yeah, because this one was released July 23rd, 2021, so it's been sitting a while. Maybe that's why the coconut's kind of... Falling off a little bit. But, but I feel like the coconut masked the coffee flavor. Yeah, like in the initial part. Yeah, in yeah, the initial part, s- but then once it
0: sits, cream. that coconut goes away and the coffee is like
1: ha There
0: I
2: am. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but huge. I just can't get over how much huge like chocolate, like dark chocolate, a little sweetness. Then it goes bitter and at the end and as it sits on your palate after you drink it, get that coffee note. So, Heron, what do you raking this?
1: What are you ranking it? Where are you ranking I I I would have this, again, I wouldn't mind having maybe like three bottles of it, you know? I kind of just like, all right, after three, I'm like, all right, I'll graduate to whatever is new and hip at the time. But yeah, I mean, I would have this maybe, maybe once a month and I don't need to share it okay you know oh, yeah. so, so you so we, oh
0: you think you drink this whole bottle
1: it's only 12 ounces i mean preferably i'd like like maybe like eight ounces of it one night maybe watching like a night's game or something random okay. you know and just chilling and kicking back but i mean i, yeah. I think i could take a 12
0: i think <laughs> you'll be feeling pretty good after the end of oh that. yeah yeah 12
1: <laughs> ounces 12 percent you know that's yeah,
2: fun. That, that sounds like a good time jb where, where do you rank this one at it's a delicious one i wouldn't mind having it just hanging out especially watching a game watching a show could easily just throw this back it's nothing crazy like but that's kind of the nice thing about it it's just it's nice middle of the road enjoyable stout you could tell great flavors i really want to i
0: really want to know what this beer tastes like warmed up just a little bit because i I mean it, it was sitting here for a little bit and i still feel like it's still like cold but i I want to get yeah. it a little warmer than what it is to see if more of the yeah. flavors are still there or if it changes. So, Heron, I got a question for you. When are we having that banana stout for a Ooh.
1: Ooh. You know what? I mean, I have, I have two of them chilling. One of them is, is definitely has your name on it.
0: Oh, we're, we're gonna have this next week. All I, right. I'm excited. All right. I, I've been waiting for it since you guys got back from Cali. Okay. So yeah, we're, we'll have we're, to do that. we're gonna have to do that next Let's week. Let's do it next week. I feel so like that's good. gonna be yeah, a very be a interesting one. point for stouts because I mean, I feel, I feel like we covered a lot of the stouts and i feel like this is like one of those banana poos. styles a cool yeah. one it's, we a, had it's one. a unique one not a weird one weird yeah. is like a lot of people are like oh no unique, unique no unique it's a yeah. unique different style of stout um i'm curious to see that
1: yeah it's it's good it's really good we shared one i think at beer zombies because yeah, uh, i promised matt that oh, so, I, I would bring it so yeah. oh no. man
0: don't don't spoil it for me Just, no
1: yeah we'll I, yeah.
2: let you try it uh, and have your own opinions Yeah. <laughs> As we're wrapping this up, we gotta hit a point because you know every once in a while we like to talk a little game about Vegas Golden Knights. So Debra, I'll let you take this one. You know, the man, your man, Mark Stone, goes down. Oh, hey, 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 we're pulling sad. Out? No, but hey, whoa, hey, hold on.
0: This is a blessing in disguise right now, okay? Right. So this different is reason opinions, reason. but okay. This mm-hmm. is why it's a blessing in disguise. We could put him on the long-term IR. Get him back for playoffs, pull a Tampa Bay Lightning, and fucking win the Stanley Cup.
1: The yeah, inter- if we have a
0: goalie that's healthy. Oh, fuck that guy. Uh, sorry, but I'm very opinionated. Yes, um, I know you are. Robin Leonard, the uh, reports came out today that says the injury is not as bad as they thought it was. Okay, So they said that he can be playing here
2: sooner than later. I think that just means that they're going to push off a surgery and that he's going to play through it. So, look, man. At this point, got to pull for the team, right? We want them to win a Stanley Cup. Hopefully, they could. he comes back, starts playing better. Um, he's pulled through a couple wins. It's let, been sloppy, but let, hopefully let he kind of
0: reels just, it in. Just let me tell you. Golden Knights were built on that next man mentality. So and if the next man mentality, we get Jack Eichel back, who's
2: a solid top 10 talent. When oh, he's when he's playing better, I'll say top 5, because I think but, he's going
1: to oh, come we, back. We, we,
0: we, he hasn't played in a two years. We, no. we can't get a little ahead of ourselves. We'll say he's a top 10. Oh, okay, but okay. once... But once he gets back on that ice tonight and uh, he shows the avalanche who's daddy and reminds Nathan McKinnon who's uh, who's better, we'll be good. But I think McKinnon's still out with the injury. But yeah. I think the Knights have one move
2: to make, and I think they're narrowing in on it. Yeah. So we'll see. It'll be a good... Entryway to see how this game goes to see how everything goes the rumblings are coming in there's
0: Rumors know. of Marc Andre flurry returning to the golden night We're gonna put this out in the universe so our golden boy can come back and take I us know. to the stand because Cup. I
2: think it's one of those things Where McCrimmon came out shut it down so hard because he's like I don't want anyone to know I don't want to like put our cards out there if we do try to get them back I think that was a block because to come out publicly and say that, like, it's showing, like, well, maybe they don't want him, like, behind closed doors, though, maybe they do. I think it would be great, especially if Leonard's that hurt, but don't get your hopes up. I mean, we could knock on wood. That'd be great to have him back, and I think it would help us, but the rumblings, we'll see. The rumblings. Nobody just says
0: bullshit like that. They were saying James Harden wasn't happy in Brooklyn from the start, and yeah. guess what? That motherfucker got traded. So... so- We're going to end this here. We'll see
2: you next week for a big event announcement next week. And then uh, we should be doing another one of our interview (laughs) series with Danny, uh, the assistant brewer at Craft House. So we'll get that posted once everything's confirmed. Everything to um, do with the beers that we had today, I'll post up a little picture. We'll have the podcast posted probably tomorrow by around 5 o'clock. So we'll have everything good to go. So appreciate you guys. Remember... Like, subscribe, give us feedback, shoot us an email. We have our Facebook page and our Instagram page. So if you have any beers to share, tag us, stories, all that good stuff. So remember,
0: go nights.
2: Yeah. Go nights. Later. Later.